0: Welcome to the Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. Join hosts Hannah Morth and Elizabeth Modine as they dive deep into topics surrounding spiritual metaphysics, universal laws, and everyday mindful entrepreneurial pursuits. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go Into the Rabbit Burrow. Hi there, and welcome to the Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. My name is Hannah Morth.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Modine. And we are
0: so excited to talk to you today about Twin Flames. So this is kind of our Valentine's Day episode. Um, so we'll be talking about soulmates and Twin Flames and our, our stories that connect with them. And we're so excited to talk to you about it.
1: Exactly. And it'll give you kind of a more personal look at Hannah and I and kind of the relationships that we've developed throughout our lives.
0: Yes, Absolutely. So to get started, we kind of want to talk about soulmates and how they differ from Twin Flames.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, this is something that is new to me and that I am learning about really for the first time. But as these things go, sometimes I'm realizing that I have examples of it. Um, kind of peppered throughout my life. And so it's been something that has been such a treat learning about. And I guess to kind of get started, I will give you a brief overview of each. And we can go from there. A soulmate is, and this is my interpretation of it, just from what I've gathered, is somebody in your life that essentially carries a similar energy to you. They are somebody that you connect with, it is significant lovers, yeah. mm-hmm. significant others, and really just people that connect with you, you know, that, that are part of your, that are part, when you think about who you love and who you're closest with in your family and, and your friendship circles, chances are those are your soulmates. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of theories behind soul families actually traveling together. And so a lot of people believe that when you look around and you see, you know, your, your mother, father, sister, brother, that is what a soulmate is, is an individual within that soul family. And again, this is my interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are a million, there are a million different, you know, ways that this could go. This is just my personal understanding.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a beautiful way to think about it. Um, and when I think of soulmates, it's very similar. It's just that like, we are meant to be in each other's lives. And I feel like for the most part, we know when these people enter our lives that we're supposed to be connected with them, whether or not it's like family or friends, um, because you do have like that special connection. And then if you really look deep into it, you'll be able to tell like why you have to have that connection. Like who's teaching who? And like, it, you know, I think it's really just to help us out along our journeys and to be able to to help us reach the, the goals and you know, what we came to, to earth
1: for. Mm -hmm. So I actually have kind of an interesting story about soulmates as well that I thought would be kind of interesting to share. And mine starts in the, the very early years of my life when I was about four years old and was going to daycare every day <laughs> like a lot of like a lot of kids and learning how to communicate with other children and making friends and I actually met my best friend at the time in that daycare center and we were we were very very close we spent from age four to eight Pretty much inseparable and hanging out at each other's houses, sleepovers. But we were little kids, you know, having a good time, and she was my best friend. Well, my parents actually got a divorce, so we moved, and I didn't see this girl for 16 (laughs) years—a really, really long time. Uh, We never, we never really talked. I think we connected a couple times on MySpace or Facebook. But it <laughs> never was cool at the time, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like some some social plat- platform. But there was a couple of times that I would like go through my old yearbooks and like try to find people on social media mm-hmm. because I was from a really really tiny town. I was from Stanley, Wisconsin, and for those of you that know Wisconsin maybe you know what I'm talking about, maybe you don't, because it's just, it's a hiccup, and if you're not from here, there's no way.
0: Well, I'm or, even, I'm from Wisconsin, and still live in Wisconsin, have my entire life, and the only reason why I know where Stanley is is because of you,
1: so. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, a prison there, so. <laughs> That's like, that's the extent, really. Um, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't bash. I'm not trying to bash Stanley, but there's not much going on there. It's really, really small. And so we were naturally very close to our classmates because our class sizes were way, way, way tinier than anything, you know, that you experience in a city. And so I would find myself trying to like find old classmates on Facebook, like every like few years, but, and I found Shelby a couple times, but I never like really, we never did anything about it. Like we would just like say, hi, how are you? And then like, you know, go on with our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, I found myself in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, when I was about 21, 22 working at a cafe as one of their bakers and <clears throat> had just moved to Oshkosh, wasn't from the area, but Dustin essentially grew up there after he after he moved from West Dallas. And so he wanted to live in Oshkosh and his family was there. And so that's where I went. And here I was in this little cafe. And lo and behold, I'm sitting there getting my getting my whole station set up and pulling out flour, and, you know, getting, getting myself ready, and I hear this little voice behind me, and I ignored it, because, to <laughs> be honest, I heard somebody say, Bethy, and I was, like, thinking, like, no, nobody's talking to me, because nobody calls me Beth, I mean, very, very few people do, only my family, and me, and you, yeah, you do, I suppose, don't you, mm-hmm. um, I can't believe I forgot that, but I did somehow, yeah, don't, don't me ask me, <laughs> don't, don't ask. Me. <laughs> it's like our friendship doesn't mean anything to you. Boy. Yeah, right. um, But I ignored it, and so, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I hear it again, and it's like a little bit closer. It's this lady going, Bethy, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so I turn around, and there is Shelby, in the flesh about 25 feet away from me and i haven't seen her 16 years and somehow we have both managed to land within the same cafe in a city 3 hours away from where we were originally from at the same time we reconnected and have been you know in connection ever since i just talked to her last week and so in my mind, that is what somebody from your soul family is. is somebody that just kind of travels with you and you with them, you know, and you may not even have necessarily some crazy intense relationship. That's what a twin flame is. And Hannah and I are going to get into that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important to, to note because I think when people think of the word soulmate, they're like, oh, you know, my, my one true love, right? The person that I marry that, you know, the first time, and then I'm going to be with them forever and ever and ever. But I don't think that that's always the case. And there was one time it was, I must have been like 11 or 12 or something. And I really have no clue who said, who said it or where I read it, or if I heard it, I really have absolutely no clue. I know it was somebody famous, but they said, I believe, I don't believe that we have one soulmate. I think that we all have many soulmates and I think that they come in many different forms. I think that they might be a true love. They might be a friend. They might be a family member. You know, it could be so many different things, but we have more than one. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking about that when I was younger and I was just like, wow, that's so, it's so profound because it, it's so different than what I think most people think about what a soulmate means.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I always, I automatically used to think that it was like Fabio, you know? <laughs> is like that what that... you pictured? <laughs> <laughs> well, not my soulmate. My soulmate's not Fabio. No. I hope not. <laughs> he's, he's sure pretty, but um, he, he he's sure pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, can we just say?
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: I feel like everybody in the world knows who Fabio is. <laughs> But what did he actually do? Like, what is his claim to fame?
1: Okay. Now, I feel like you are throwing some tea on our buddy (laughs) Fob, and he did nothing to you but land on your mom's romance novels and maybe make you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) So... My mom actually never read them, did yours?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, that was so spot on. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So funny. Uh, The only reason that I know of Fabio is because, uh, okay, can I be completely honest with you? Please. America's Next Top Model had Fabio on one of their episodes way back in the day. And then that's like really how I started recognizing him. And that's when I noticed, I'm like, oh my God, this is that weird. <laughs> <laughs> now you're throwing I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Sorry, Fabio. Oh. Hope <laughs> you're not listening to this, Fabio. I say weird because it totally makes me uncomfortable, you yeah. know? Because I think about, like, I think about, like, the whole, like, picture of masculinity and, like, bare-chested, hair in the wind. Like, <laughs> and I do, it makes me antsy as heck, but <laughs> it says more about me than it does about our buddy Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Fabio. But anyway, but that's always what I pictured was, you know, this this elusive man, um, for me, obviously it can be a man or a woman for anybody, but that's always for me what I thought a soulmate was. And then, (laughs) and then, you know, I, I really restructured that when I decided to get serious about finding a partner and, um, dreamt up the love of my life who is asleep on the couch downstairs right now.
0: Okay, so on to twin flames and how they differ from soulmates. And this is as far as I understand it, which to be completely honest, I used to think that soulmates and twin flames were the exact same thing. Me too. But Okay, yeah. So they're actually not. So we are here to enlighten you if you thought <laughs> the exact same thing or if you've never even heard of twin flames. So from what I understand... A twin flame is your perfect opposite. So I think this shows up in, you know, in people's lives in many different ways. And I don't think that this is something that really everybody experiences like, like soulmates. Mm -hmm. I think this is something a little bit different because it's, it's a much deeper connection than a soulmate, but it's your perfect opposites. It's somebody who might be in and out of your life. Um, It could be rather painful at times.
1: I think to me, what a twin flame is is somebody like Hannah hit it right on the head it's somebody that is a soulmate except a step further. Mm -hmm. It is a connection that is undeniably strong in ways that you don't necessarily understand. And This has the potential of getting super cheesy, and <laughs> maybe maybe it's a good thing that we're doing this on Valentine's Day, and that's why Spirit brought this forward as an idea. Um, but really, a twin flame is a soulmate taken a step a step further, and the connection that the two of you share is something that has been written. In place, you know, like has been something that has been part of your destiny since before you were incarnated on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's often discussed that a twin flame. You know, all of us we talk, depending on how far you want to go, you know, into the rabbit burrow. There are many theories out there that discuss that people have, you know, our, our higher extensions of source, our higher extensions of of self. Have these discussions before we even incarnate down onto planet Earth, and so a twin flame is really, in my opinion, somebody that is not only part of your soul soul family, but they're a partner. Mm-hmm. They're somebody that has dedicated whatever portion of their journey. That you that you two discussed. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I like, and I don't. We don't necessarily mean partner, as in like a you know, like a significant other, but somebody mm-hmm. who partners with you throughout life in whatever way that that can come mm-hmm.
1: up. Very good point. This can be, this can be, this can surface in your life as a a romantic partner. This can surface in your life as a friend. This can surface in your life as a family member it's really unique to everybody. And I think that is like why these things are so hard to define is because there really is not a one size fits all formula for these different relationships. They're all going to be different. They're all going to have their own, you know, unique attributes. So a twin flame is really just somebody that makes an appearance in your life that is a step up from a soulmate or somebody from your soul family. And it, like Hannah said, it's also said to be somebody that is your exact opposite. It is somebody that is going to mirror lessons to you. And this is said to be an arrangement that you made prior to coming down to earth with this person and that it is literally written in the stars. It's written into your destiny to come into contact with them and to fill out these agreements within each other's lives. And to be honest, my my biggest example of this in my life is Hannah. And she has been around for we talked about this the other day, going on 18 years. You've been around in my life longer than, you know, most people aside from my family members. And so we really began we began our journey together back in third grade. Oh, back in third grade, third grade, you know, me and B and We were in the same third grade class. We were. And Hannah and I are perfect opposites. She's mm-hmm. a Leo and I'm an Aquarius, so we actually are exact opposites. And, um, you know, that couldn't have been more true even back,
0: <laughs> even back then. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and, and if I'm being perfectly honest,
1: <laughs> when I hear <laughs> it, Oh, God.
0: When I first (laughs) met Beth in the third grade, she sat behind me and she kept throwing paper in my hair, and I hated her. I I did not like her at all. Uh, Never thought that we would be best friends like we are today. Um, But yeah, our relationships, you know, and to be honest, there, there was an aspect of Twin Flames that I mentioned before, and that was that. It's often an on-again, off-again relationship. And throughout many of these past 18 years, we were on-again, off-again friends. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there were times that, you know, we just, we, you know, just random things that would happen in our lives. Like I moved off to college in a different city that was several hours away. And so we kind of lost connection there. And then that resurfaced and we, you know, became really good friends again and you know I feel like our our friendship has really just grown from there
1: Mm -hmm. and I think another thing to like point out is the fact that the things that happened between us weren't she's talking about the nice stuff (laughs) I mean I am
0: being nice
1: kids get into scuffles but there is an aspect of twin flames that is like it doesn't really matter what you do it doesn't matter like how many lessons you go through with them you seem to always attract them back into your life there is not a better example of somebody that I have like walked through so I mean we've walked through many many valleys together my friend Mm -hmm. I know that sounds super dramatic and there's somebody out there I'm sure chuckling but it's I I hear my brother in my head laughing at me (laughs) all the time (laughs) Because he knows me so well. (laughs) I can just see him like shaking his head and laughing. Um, But that's always been something that's interested me that we have always seemed to find our way back. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, even when I look back, I'm like, okay, so we became like, so we met in the third grade. I instantly hated you. (laughs) didn't like you until the fourth grade. And that's when we became best friends. And then in the sixth grade, something happened and I, we didn't hang out. We didn't talk. We weren't friends until the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And then we were friends until like 11th grade where another thing happened and we stopped being friends again. And then we reconnected when I was a freshman in college. And then we have been friends ever since. And I mean, even in that time, you know, there were, they were, you know, a couple periods where we weren't really close friends. But we've always come back to each other over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're
1: magnets. Like we're we're long lost lovers. We're not making though. making their way back. Oh God! What I also think is interesting about that is that you and I, while we we spent quite a few years apart as we were transitioning into adulthood, essentially,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we were both going through some really intense things that were essentially shaping us for our future. And I know like, obviously as, as you're transitioning into a young adult, there's always going to be things that are like (laughs) profound (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, it's like the first time of your life that you're really exploring the world. Mm -hmm. But I had kind of a crazy being Growing up, not knowing what the heck was going on with my gifts really created, you know, some interesting themes in my life. And during that period, while you were, like, moving away and becoming, you know, Miss UW Madison with 4.0 and killing it in every way, (laughs) (laughs) I was going through um, kind of my first spiritual awakening where i was falling head over heels into and i should i should clarify not a positive spiritual awakening in 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 a way that it was like enjoyable because it wasn't and it was it was pretty tough i'll be honest because i um i fell into a pretty intense a section of christianity that really took over my life and, um, and really shaped me as, as a person and like began, began my lifelong study of spirituality. And while all this was happening, you were off in, you know, in UW Madison, then you went off and traveled abroad, you know, in fricking Europe for six months. So, it was just, it was just such a. It's so interesting that we both had such intense things going on, but at the end of the day, I always knew Hannah that I could call you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. There was there was never a doubt in my mind. You know that if something, if shit hit the fan, and it did a couple times, mm-hmm. and frankly, you were who I called every time. And. I think there's something to say about that too. And it, you know, I didn't appreciate that until I start, I've always appreciated it, but I didn't appreciate it on the level that I do now until mm-hmm. I really started exploring these different relationships that we can have here during our lives that are meant to support us. Mm-hmm. And I started, you know, investigating what that meant for me and in my life. And you were always somebody that came, you know, you were always somebody that came right back into my head because we, we really have gone through some interesting things. And you were, like I tell my husband, Hannah's my, Hannah's my OG, you know, she's, <laughs> she's my B. So. Um,
0: so then, I mean, let's speed it up a couple years and bring us to 2017 when, you know, I'm post-college and, You know, you've been working for a couple of years, and we both find ourselves in a place where we both intensely hate where we are in life. And we have no clue what we're supposed to be doing. We both have jobs that we like detest, like actually hate. And we start reconnecting on a really, really, really deep level. Like we have been friends, like continuously friends for a couple of years at this point, but like we kind of both got like a deeper connection or developed a deeper connection with this like uncertainty with where we were in life and wanting more, but not knowing how to go about it and not liking where we are, but knowing where we want to be in general. Um, And, you know, I feel like we really helped each other through that period of time where we were able to, whether it was like bouncing ideas off of each other or just venting about our day at work, or I don't know, even just like stuff like that, where we would just try to figure out our next steps in life and knowing that there's more for us out there than Mm -hmm. what we currently had. Um, And then, you know, I feel like we just really got a lot closer at that time and then bring us to January, 2018, when we both quit our jobs and start our businesses
1: and that's really when I think things. Thing, I, I really depended on you during that period where we were struggling a lot. And I know that we've talked about this in other podcasts before. Uh, um, and frankly, there should be a time when we dedicate an entire one to this because I think that so many people go through this period, but it's too painful to talk about. So people just don't yeah um but there there was a point during that period where things did get really tough and I don't know what I would have done without having you around you know without having somebody there that I could call and say like this is happening in my life right now and I don't know how to feel about it and it wasn't I think the hardest part about going through those phases when you are just waking up and you're realizing like, holy cow, what, um, what's going on here? Because I am not happy. It's all of a sudden you, you have, it, the opportunity is definitely there to feel really alone. Yes. And I'm telling you, having somebody there that you can depend on is that that gets it mm-hmm. because let's face it, I have the best husband in the entire world. At the end of the day, you need ulterior support systems. At least I did. I shouldn't speak for anybody else. I knew that I did, and I needed somebody that understood what I was going through. Soul ascension is a, is a process that is truly unlike anything that you can read about in a medical study book. It's not something that you can, you know, track on a calendar and, Mm -hmm you know, say that, oh, this is, you know, this, like, astrology definitely helps, you know, to kind of understand these energetic themes, but at the end of the day, like, we are navigating this process by our own passion and desire and by divine thought, frankly, mm-hmm. it and It's so, completely
0: uncharted territory, like, we have never is. gone through anything like this before.
1: No, and frankly you the the resources coming out about this now are are many i think they're they're definitely you can find a lot of resources online about this but it wasn't until about i mean it hasn't been for more than 50 years that this is something that's been talked about on this large of a stage Mm -hmm. and so i think I think the, the capability, and I've said this before, but the capability of feeling or the opportunity to feel alone in this process uh, is definitely there. And having somebody that understands and who gets it was something that I can't even explain. It was priceless.
0: And not even that, but like who's going through the exact same things as you with you. So like, I think there, there is beauty and there's definitely a certain advantage to having a mentor who's gone through this already, who's like above you, like, you know, steps above ahead of you. I can definitely see that there is an, an advantage to that. But also having somebody going through the exact same things with you, same things as you, sorry, um, is so helpful and like magical in its own way because, you know, having somebody to vent to about you know the terrible day that you're having even though they're probably having the exact you know like a very similar bad day because you're in this you're, you're going through the same energy and you're going through the same things. but then there's the opposite of like you know experiencing the beautiful things like the first time that you hear or see spirits in whatever way that that means for you and being able to share that with another person um, you know it's just it's so beautiful because you, you can't share that with everybody. And I think for a lot of people going through this, they can't share it with their partners because their partners aren't going through it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
1: Oh, I think that's going to be something that a lot of people understand. Spirituality isn't something that is necessarily the most comfortable topic for everybody. And there are many, 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 many people out there that believe that everything that spirituality touches is complete and total malarkey. And so for, for me, I, I can't even begin to tell you how my entire life was ruled by the fear that somebody that I loved was going to not like me or, or something was going to happen to our relationship because of my own, my own unique gifts, you know, that, that make me special and that I now recognize make me special. But at the time it was horrifying thinking about telling, you know, my father, (laughs) my, you know, my, my, my man's man father who grew up in Barron, Wisconsin, you know, and I I don't mean to sound judgmental and that's totally me passing judgment on somebody's reaction. And I, I shouldn't because my dad was actually the most loving and incredibly accepting person ever to open up to about my gifts. But I'm telling you, it it is, it is not easy to put yourself out there and say, hey, I'm going through something really weird right now. Do you have any clue what I'm talking about when I say this? Mm -hmm. And so you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like there, there are a lot of people out there that are going to are going to find themselves within this process or have found themselves within this process and it can feel isolating. So know that you absolutely are not alone and there are so many resources out there for you now. And Hannah and I are the founders of Dear Enlightened One Online Magazine and the entire purpose of that online platform is to serve light workers going through the soul ascension process. Mm-hmm. and so we're here for you
0: and everybody on our platform is here for you so like
1: (laughs) absolutely we've got a big network
0: we created an entire platform for this reason so definitely go and check it out if you know if you're looking for more resources if you're feeling isolated or if you just even want to connect with more people who are going through the ascension process absolutely
1: but that really brought us up to the period of discovering that we wanted to launch our businesses and doing something completely separate from one another. Uh, Hannah and I of course are co-founders of the magazine, but we also have our separate businesses that we started within weeks of one another.
0: I I believe like a week. (laughs) No, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. I think like four days.
1: (laughs) So like we, we we were in this together. This, there was no question about it. And we kind of navigated the first 12 months of our business, trying to figure out what we were really passionate about, how we wanted to, you know, market that and sell it. We, we knew, you know, a general idea, but it was really about shaping that. And taking the steps forward in our businesses and you know stepping up on different platforms but it wasn't until november that everything really fell into place with dear and light one magazine and all of that kind of came to you know a full a full swing and we decided to really launch this thing together and decided you know that what makes us happy well it's talking about spiritual metaphysics and spiritual entrepreneurialship and astrology astrology tarot and you know divination and all sorts of like all of this all of this beautiful spiritual goodness how can we create this in a way that serves all of these platforms under one roof mhm and, and all
0: of the light workers in the world who are the people that we truly want to be helping.
1: Mm-hmm. And dear enlightened one, online magazine was born.
0: And I feel like this resonates a lot with the quote that I sent you earlier, Beth. But it's embrace uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have titles until much later. And I feel like a lot of what we have gone through is uncertainty. We've been we've been there for each other through a lot of very uncertain times in you know the past, I mean the past 18 years, but definitely in the past two years while we've been going through what this Ascension process and we've been so uncertain and unsure of, of where we're going in our lives and what, what our next step is. Um, but really like, it's, it's so incredible to be able to look back and to make these, these connections between things we've gone through and, in, and in, uh, you know, other, what am I trying to say? like synchronicities, that we've been able to form these, these connections of synchronicities within our lives and where we're, where we are in the Ascension process and what we've gone through. And um, it's just been really amazing going through this with you. I agree. All right, guys, that is all we have for this episode of Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. Thank you so much for listening and to, and for going into the rabbit burrow with us and have a wonderful day.